Well, hello there, wonderful teachers. I want to invite you to an event we're doing this summer. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio, so you have to be able to make it there, but it might be worth traveling for if you're able to. It's happening on July 20th and 21st, so that's over a weekend, and it's going to be the best two days for teachers. We're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to learn a lot about pedagogy and creative teaching and business. We have two fabulous guest speakers and we're even going to finish with an optional Kaylee. That's an Irish dancing party. So I hope you'll be able to join me. Just go to vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo that's dot com slash t-u-r-b-o 24 the numbers two four. I hope you'll check it out view all the details there and I hope to see you in Cincinnati in July. On with the episode. Vibrant, vibrant, vibrant music teaching. Proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for music, music teachers. This is episode 91 of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and in this show, we're talking about tools and gadgets and toys and how we use them in our music studios. Welcome, beautiful teachers. Before we get started talking about fun technology tools and how we can use them in our studios, I wanted to let you know about something fun that's going on on the podcast. So we're coming up towards episode 100, the 100th episode of the show. Really excited about that. And we want to hear from you. So this is episode 91 right now. So we need you to do this so that we can prepare our special episode. What you need to do is go to colourfulkeys.ie slash 100. That's the numbers 100. So colourfulkeys.ie slash 100. And there you'll see a button where you can record a message to send to us about something that you've learned. Now this can be something that you've learned from the podcast, but it doesn't have to be. It just has to be something new you've learned in the last year. Right? So we're looking for all sorts of different flavors. If you're a brand new teacher, you might have just learned that mnemonics are maybe not the best way to teach your students. Or even if you're a seasoned teacher, that might be a lesson you've learned. Or you could have learned something about the business area of running your studio. It can be in any area. Of course, it'll be fun if it's something you learned here on the podcast. But it could be something you learned elsewhere and applied and are just really excited about at the moment. So we want to hear your stories. Go to colourfulkeys.ie slash 100 or just send us a voice memo, email it to us. So you can just record a voice memo on your phone and email that to us if that's easier or go to colourfulkeys.ie slash 100 and you'll see a button there to record it directly into your computer or your phone. You can record it as many times as you like. You'll get to check it before you send it so it's not anything scary, I promise. And send that through to us because we'd love to Think about including it on our 100th episode of the podcast. Thank you so much in advance for doing that. So this is one of those episodes where I take something that I see people saying a lot and try and think about it in a new way. So I did this with the idea of I don't teach students who don't practice. That was back a few episodes ago, back in January. And I wanted to do this today with I bought a new toy, how should I use it? And you may have never seen anyone say that. It's a variation on a theme, right? They're usually talking about something specific. So I bought an iPad, 
What should I do with it? I bought a digital piano. What should I do with it? I see people say some variation of this quite often. And I want us to think about it the other way around. So the toy could be an iPad, a tablet, a computer, a screen, a digital piano, as I've said, like a Clavinova or something fancy like that. Some new piece of tech in any area, any type. And the question is, what should I do with it? And I get that. It is valid for something new. It is valid in one sense, because you have no idea what it could do. And maybe you didn't go out and seek it for your studio, but it was given to you and you're thinking, oh, well, I'm sure there's something I can do with this, right? That's totally valid. Totally fine. I'm not saying that this question is wrong. You might want to get ideas for what other people are doing and get inspired by that. But I want you to think about technology in general more often the other way around. The opposite way is better. It's not about, I have this piece of technology, how can I put it into action? It's, I have this problem, how can technology help me to fix it? And that's the way around that I don't often see, and we should be seeing more of it, right? Technology should be there as a tool to fix something, not as a toy that we can play with in different ways. So let me give you some examples of how you might think this way around, this opposite direction. So let's say you have this problem with your students where they're just not listening to themselves. They play their pieces and they really have no awareness of what they played. They use poor tone, maybe they play a bunch of wrong notes, maybe their rhythm is atrocious, and it's not actually their skills. But you think or you suspect that it's that they're not listening while they play. A lot of students fall into this trap. They become playing robots and they switch off their listening, their ears, once they start playing. Well, how could we fix this with technology? It's so easy these days because it's so simple to record things in a way it never was before. So you can get your student to play their piece and you can record it on your phone. Simple. Everyone can do that with technology they already have. If you want to get a cleaner, more accurate recording, a great option is to plug your iPad or other device into a keyboard through MIDI input. So what you need for this is if you have a digital piano, you just need, well, on most modern digital pianos, there's like a USB connection. So you just get that to a USB adapter that goes into your iPad and you're away. It's called a camera connector if you're looking for it. And then you can record directly into GarageBand. And when you do that, it means you get this super clean recording and they can hear everything and you can analyze it in different ways. It's really, really cool. So that is one way that you might go and buy that camera connector and use it in that way. But it's because you had that problem, right? You had the problem first and then you found the solution. You're not going to go buy a camera connector, iPad thingo in the shop and then try and find a way to use it. That's completely backwards. And I don't think anyone would do that because it's an adapter, right? It doesn't look exciting. So we're not going to fall into that trap, but it's the same idea. Let's take another example. What about if you just cannot keep track of which students are doing what? It could be where they're up to in their pieces. It could be just generally things you want to remember for next week. How can you keep track of that? 
While there are tons of different ways to do this with technology, one simple thing that I do is that I make my assignment sheets in advance. You've probably heard me talk about this before. That's how I plan for my students' lessons, and it also means I know where they're up to. Even if we veer off the assignment sheet, I can easily remember that. Whereas if I had nothing, no books to refer to, no assignment sheets to refer to, I wouldn't always know where they were up to in terms of their repertoire. I would remember some of it, but not always accurately. And so you could easily implement this just with a computer. Keep a computer beside your piano and input stuff while your student is playing, so not like my system. Or you could do it like my system where you do it before the lesson and actually fill in the assignment sheet. We have some assignment sheets inside the library, which are fillable PDFs, meaning you can open them in Adobe Reader, which is free, and just type right into them. So that's one simple way that you could create all your students' assignment sheets before they come, and you can save them then, so you can refer to what you wrote last week. Let's say a slightly different slant is true, though. It's not that you can't keep track of their assignments or their repertoire, but that you always have little notes and you end up writing them on post-its and then the post-its get lost. Well, if that's the case, technology could help you with this too. If you have your iPad beside your piano in your teaching station, wherever you teach, we won't talk about teaching on the bass or treble side, that's always a debate for teachers, but if you have it right there, just download the Google Suite, so the Google Drive app and the Google Docs or whatever, and you can just keep a file for each student there. Simple, free solution. You don't need anything fancy for that. What about another example? Maybe the thing that you can't keep track of or can't keep on top of is new student inquiries. They're flooding in and you can't answer them fast enough. And you spend, you know, a considerable amount of minutes every day answering these inquiries and most of them turn up to nothing, right? Or maybe you don't even have any space, but you have to answer them to be polite. Well, you set up My Music Staff, another great tech option, that will solve all of this for you. And I've done this myself in my studio. So I have a little sign-up. They have a sign-up form that you can put on your website. And that will automatically go into their system. So it'll record all the students' details and they'll go into the waiting list if that's how you set it up. And you can also have it send them an email. So I have it set up that they go onto the waiting list. I don't even look at the details because I know they're going to get an email that says, listen, we're full at the moment. Here's how long it might be before you hear back from us if you're looking for lessons at the studio. Here's how long it might take if you're looking for lessons at home. If you have any questions, just reply to this email. It's more long-winded than that, but that's the basic picture. And because I know that email is going out, I don't need to get back to people, right? They're going to get that. I know they're going to get that and they're going to get that. Okay, she's not going to email me unless I email her again. And that's fine. I'm not being rude, right? Okay, one last example. Let's say your problem is that you have loads of siblings in your studio. And to be nice to the parents and provide a great service, you let them come together. And so you often have a waiting sibling while the other one takes their lesson with you, and then they swap. And yeah, they sometimes bring along their homework, sometimes they read a book, but you'd like to do something more productive with that time. So maybe you could set up a keyboard station with an iPad attached using the same connector I mentioned earlier, 
and have it that they can play certain apps during that time. That's where you might do some more research and discover the right apps for you based on what your students need to learn. So Piano Maestro is a great all-round one for them to work on their reading and it has lots of levels and it's very good for students to just work through independently without a lot of guidance from you. Maybe you want them to work on note names and you download a particular app for that or a listening skills app. Could be anything. But it's based on the problems in your studio and the things you want the technology to help you with. Now, that particular problem could also be solved without technology. Most of these problems could, right? You could have a station with a ton of games from Vibrant Music Teaching and some theory books that they work through. You don't need technology for that situation, but it's one way to go, and it might be a good solution that appeals to you. Okay, so the thing I really wanted to get across to you in this episode is to think about it this way around. To start with the problem, not the solution. In most cases. Sometimes you'll get a new piece of tech and you'll want to look at fun uses for using it. But don't go and buy an iPad and then say, oh, now what can I use this for? I've heard it's good. Right? Find out that stuff first and see if an iPad is really the best solution. Maybe the things you want could actually be solved better with a digital piano or with a laptop. I don't know. That's probably not the case in your studio, but it depends what you want. So start with the problem, not the solution. What problem do you have that technology might be able to solve? Then use our hive mind post in the VMT Clubhouse or in Vibrant Music Studio Teachers Facebook groups and ask us what the solutions might be. What have other people done to solve this? Could be a tech answer, could be a non-tech answer and you can pick the best fit for you. Now, just one more reminder before I let you go that we want to hear your stories for our 100th episode. Go to colourfulkeys.ie slash 100 and record your memo there or email us with a voice memo attached so that we can include some of your fun stories about lessons learned in the last year for our special episode 100. That's it for this week. I'll catch you again. Bye for now. If that last example resonated with you and you have lots of siblings in your studio and you want to set up a great station and you don't necessarily want to use technology, then become a member of Vibrant Music Teaching to access all of our fun games, lots of games that work for one player as well, and that's great for setting up that sibling station or waiting student station. Sign up at vmt.ninja and we'll see you on the inside. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I hope you loved it and I wanted to pop on here one more time to remind you about our event. It's happening in Cincinnati this July and you can get all the details at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo. See you there.